This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. We got cabinet picks now. We're on cabinet watch with uh, Donald Trump. And first up, Nikki Haley, governor of South Carolina, has been picked for, it's not really a cabinet level position, but uh, ambassador to the U.N. Your thoughts? I'm not sure what I even think about the ambassadorship to the UN um, because I don't know. I, when you put when they put Samantha Power uh, as that before, I just kind of thought it was a joke. Um, <laughs> right. But she was deemed as an expert in UN affairs, but really she got her job or she cut her teeth as a journalist covering the Balkan Wars. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, she was one of the reasons why I mean, she. It was a very one-sided reporting. It was a very. It was. A, I don't know how controversial I'm going to sound on this, but it was a hit job. Against uh, the Serbian government, okay, and they were—they definitely weren't angels, and they deserved a lot of what they got. But she completely just glossed over the fact that uh, jihadist Islamists and terrorists were killing a lot of Serbians. But she completely did not look at that, and that was something that carried on in the Obama administration of them completely whitewashing that and not even. So the whole position is kind of suspect with you, or odd. It's an odd, questionable. Does it matter? Is okay, it well, important? It is, but with a caveat of the, the, we are a permanent member of the Security Council, right? So Nick. Nikki Haley is, I, I, I concede that she's a rising star, you know, in the Republican Party. Um, I think that she uh, is, she would make a good diplomat, but she has zero, zero um, background with foreign affairs. See, I have, I have two points. First of all, the position of ambassador to the UN, like you said, we're a permanent member of the Security Council. Um, and, and folks, I'm admitting I could be completely wrong about what I'm about to say, but I'm not sure how important that role really is. I feel like, even, well, in diplomats around the, around the globe, the reason we had ambassadors years ago is because it used to take you six months to get across the ocean, you know, for the president to say, yes, we won't go to war. I'll sign this. Six months later, he gets an answer back or something. Where you had to have somebody in these countries that could speak as the president, knowing what he would say and give an answer immediately. Yeah. The president could just pick up his, here you go. Nope. Okay, good. Done. Right. You know, now, so you have somebody go and cast a vote with security and do some diplomatic. I'm just not sure it's that important of a position anymore. I just, I think that she just has to be able to not get bamboozled or pushed around when it comes to when some of these people she's meeting with. Now, like Vitaly Cherkin is the uh, the Russian ambassador to the UN. Okay. Now, he's been there for over a decade. 
it's either 10 years or over 10 years. Mm -hmm. So he knows every, he knows exactly the right buttons to push. He knows the people to talk to. He is very versed in doing what the Russians do, which is getting what they want by subversive means. But is that, (laughs) is that right? But is that really the world stage for diplomacy like it used to be? I mean, everyone knows the Kennedy administration. Again, technology was not the same. You remember Stevenson, you know, when he, the Cuban Missile Crisis, when he goes there, you'll give me an answer, whatever. The world was watching. That was it playing out. But that was also the Cold War where you weren't going to have and drop off and Kennedy and these people going back and forth. That was kind of there. I just feel like that's not as significant. And Trump, not a big fan of the U.N. anyways. He's talked about, you know, defunding or taking some of the money away. We pay, what, 22 percent of all expenses? Oh, gosh. Well, I don't know the figure. I think, that's, it's tw- that's... I think it's 22 percent on top of the land and security that comes with being in America. You bring up a good point <laughs> in all the things that are going through right now with, uh, the, the, with the, through the U.N. right now. So we've had a huge Iran deal that, I, that Trump is basically that he's going to back out of or he's kind of hinted very strongly that he's going to. Now, you're, you're throwing somebody in that's going to ha- is going to be right at the center of those negotiations. Interesting. Um, also, uh, the, the Paris Climate Accord. Now, he, he has mentioned before that he was going to pull out of that, but didn't he just recently kind of say that he was backtracking a little bit? On yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this is, this is, I mean, but he's very much backtracking before he was saying the Chinese NATO, were responsible. The question for of it. NATO, our, our involvement <laughs> in NATO, which it's so funny that we're debating NATO. I mean, I kind of knew what Trump was saying about this stuff. Um, but the people that are objecting to it are people who also told us the 1980s called, they want your foreign policy back. And I'm going, NATO, North Atlantic Trade Organization, Treaty Organization, Treaty. Yep. Um, that was clearly a Cold War, post-World War II, whatever, you know. Okay, so, yeah, I, I love that you bring that up, too, because the entire purpose of NATO is, the purpose is... Article 5, right? I mean, it, that's it, it. And it doesn't exist anymore because it was to defeat the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union doesn't exist anymore, so now they've been kind of like running around going, hey, should we partner on this? Should we partner on that? It's like the post office. What do we do? We don't know what our job is anymore. <laughs> right. We're obsolete, right? FedEx and UPS are <laughs> yeah, taking exactly. that from us. <laughs> exactly, exactly right. right. But Trump has a, a, a gift, an absolute God-given gift to bring out an issue that we actually should be talking about, but he says it in a very stupid way. Yeah, it comes across as, like, maybe you're ignorant about it or something. Yeah, like, or maybe General Flynn is giving you a brief, which I think this is a lot of where this is coming from, mm-hmm. and he's saying, look, this is the problems. Now, if you want to point this out, mention this, this, and this, but Trump just kind of goes in on the main talking point and forgets about all the background. Now, NATO is a ve- actually is a very... We have an issue. We, we provide... Way too much support to NATO. Um, the percentage we provide a, a, a grossly over amount. The money and military service. Money support. and military. But okay. that was, again, that's a 1950s way of looking at mm-hmm. it. Because then the reason we were putting in all those resources is because Europe was impoverished. They were destroyed. They, literally, we gave them all the money, we gave them all the military equipment, and we said, look, rebuild, we got this. We got this. We'll provide your security. We got a ton of nukes. We got a ton of uh, you know tanks and troops. We got this. You guys do your thing and Let's rebuild. Let's be friends. Stay away from right. the Russia. That type of thing. Okay. And then they rebuilt, and we've still maintained that posture. It's funny you say that about Trump because I think you're right about that. Um, I don't know if it's by design or by accident or whatever, but here's the one of the geniuses of Donald Trump. He will say those things and then go away, and he doesn't ever clean up any of the mess. And I don't mean that as an insult. 
I mean, he lobs the grenade. We all go crazy. Everybody, the left, the right, the media, other politicians or whatever, meltdown. And in the end, he just walks in and does whatever he wants. And I wonder if, I mean, we touched him on this yesterday, but I wonder if that is the influence of, of men like Steve Bannon that have come in and say, look, now you've mentioned this and you made a huge, you know, you brought this issue up that everyone's on. Right. But I don't want you to, you know, uh, piss off this group of people because they're a large voting base. Absolutely. And you, <laughs> well, and I, that's what you're seeing with some of these things like uh, where he said, Hillary, we don't we don't want to divide the country, something like that along those lines. And um, I, I'm, I keep my mind open about the green agenda and climate change. You just said something like that. I think he's just kind of trying to pacify them a little bit. But so Nikki Ailey uh, picked for U.N. ambassador. Odd position. Let's look at it from Nikki's perspective, first of all. You're a governor of South Carolina, and you go to be U.N. ambassador. That doesn't seem like a like a, a, a prestigious enough position, like high-profile enough. I mean, Secretary of State, you get a lot of coverage, right? Mm -hmm. You're an ambassador. You're kind of tucked away there. Yeah, it's true. Um, and this is a woman that um, has been very critical of Trump um, in the past. She's, right. she's not towed his line. She's been uh, come out against him. I'm not really sure why she's deciding to jump on this, because like you said, it, it doesn't really seem like it fits along her career path. I would think that, she's a, like yeah. I said, she's a rising star. You would think that she would wait for something bigger later. Although, really the only thing she had could, and I hadn't thought about it when I talked about this this morning, um, Senate is your next option. You know, if you're not going to run for governor again and you're waiting to run for president or something, it's Senate. And you could be there forever. And it's comparable to governor. Some ways a little better, some ways not. But who's she going to do? Unseat Lindsey Graham, who ha is like a hydra now. He should have been gone <laughs> long ago. But you keep chopping off his head and four more pop up with, with his little people running South Carolina. And uh, um, Tim Scott, he's not going anywhere. Mm. I mean, trust me, the Republicans are going, black senator, we got to keep this guy, right? I mean, he's not that he's not doing a good job, but I'm saying this is what they want. Yeah. She has no option there, so maybe she felt like this was her next gig. Yeah, and maybe she does covet like a you know a, 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 a state department a state department gig maybe later on. Yeah, like, later maybe move up yeah, or change around or something like that. Yeah, I mean, but but even still, like that that would be a good you know transition. It still seems kind of like it's below. Although she does, I mean, I guess if you don't have a lot of options, you're trying to further your career. She does get to say with her next job whatever that is. Look how much foreign policy experience I have because I was UN right. and with diplomacy. All right, Kayla Parker, your thoughts? Yes. What I was double checking <laughs> is whether or not the governor in South Carolina has a term limit because that's... Yeah, uh, does she? And that's what I'm looking up right now. But um, I, the Senate route doesn't make sense to me because more people have been elected from governorships than Senate. We've only elected two senators in the past 50 years. That's JFK and Obama. Mm -hmm. um, we've elected far more governors... The, the 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 statement she put out was she felt a need uh, she felt the need to serve, but it's hard for me to believe anything politicians say anymore. Whenever they say serve, that's just yeah, it's I'm like, BS. That's their go-to line. No, everybody's in it to further their career. Maybe they're not, but <clears throat> no, maybe, on some level they yeah. are, without question. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe this is a genuine move for her. She felt compelled to take the call, whatever. Blah, blah, Maybe blah. that's in her... Uh, I, again, the ambassador of the UN, just such a quirky little um, position. I wonder, that's why the, it makes me wonder if she wanted Secretary of State. That's what I, I think State that's Department. what she wanted. But now, then, that's a good move. That is a very good move, but then yeah. they were like, uh, you're not quite ready for that. Let's do this. And so then maybe it might, it, might be a, it might be a foreign policy booster on her resume. That's what exactly. I think. That's what I th yeah. So let me ask you this then, Caleb, and, and you study this stuff quite a bit. Yeah. So if Trump's looking at her, and we heard rumors that she was going you know, to be considered for Secretary of State or whatever, the only reason you don't pick is she doesn't have the right experience. Trump needs credibility with some of this stuff because he doesn't have a past, right? Yeah. So you need experience. 
who does he pick with experience or would bring a great image and experience? Is it the Mitt Romney? I don't know. He does I not mean, real foreign policy experience, for State but for um, Secretary of State, State. yeah. So but he has the image, right? He has that. He's got the. He's got the temperament. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's well. The the one thing with Nikki Haley and Mitt Romney is they both opposed Mitt Romney more, a lot more than Nikki Haley did, like in very visceral terms. Told the, the country he was a con man and we shouldn't believe him. So I. I th- of course. Mitt Romney also told us Mitt Romney was against the green agenda and all this other stuff, and he yeah. clearly wasn't. So, back so to that. it's it's this weird dynamic where you're seeing you're seeing Trump bringing on um, well Nikki Haley. He is bringing on somebody who was uh, an opponent of his, possibly bringing on someone else, and now he's also looking at possible Democrats like Talisha Gabbard from Hawaii, and then the newest one is uh, Harold Ford Jr. from Tennessee. Former congressman, uh, Democrat, black, Democrat, uh, yeah. and was what was his big issue? I'm trying to remember. There was something. Was there a scandal or an alleged scandal? Mm. Harold Ford had something. I think it was an alleged scandal. Alleged scandal. He left something. Congress and went back to Merrill Lynch, where he's currently at. And you see him on MSNBC as an analyst on Morning Joe every once in a while. Okay, yeah, I uh, which, remember which goes that. to the theory people are putting out: Trump is only appointing people he's met or seen on TV. Which, <laughs> That's pretty funny. I, I, uh, another thing about Nikki Haley is she. I think she took. I don't think it's unprecedented, but she took a large amount of worldwide trips while she was governor. And one of her main focuses was drawing in or, or going in and, and doing deals, trade deals with other countries. For the, so, on behalf of South, South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. Um, so she, I think she did like eight or nine total trips. And I think it was like seven or eight wow. deals that she actually pulled off. So I mean, so she may I, have the skills, yeah. And it kind of shows you what Trump is looking for. Is, I mean, we all, we all know that the economy and you know, mm-hmm. trade are his biggest issues besides immigration. Mm-hmm. But I can see him looking for people that are like-minded like that. So he's seen her track record on that. And he wants to use maybe that's what he wants to use the UN as another vehicle to get some of these trade deals done. Aside from playing identity politics, where we got to hire certain people because they're a certain gender and whatever. Yeah. Aside from that, to see him even considering and then appointing people that were opposed to him or on the complete other other side, side of him. gives me a great deal of optimism mm-hmm. because we know he's the narcissist and it's going to be his way or the highway or whatever. And there's something to be said for that. I get that, but what you're saying is. I'm willing to have these people in my administration for what reason? To look good? No. It's got to be like you said, because there's something in there that he says, we're like-minded and I've got this vision. That gives me a great deal of hope. Oh, it does to me too. And also, mm-hmm. with, the, with the power that we have now, we're, it's completely red. The government's completely red. We can do so many things. And if you oh, want, yeah. if like, remember when Obama came in, he was like, we're going to change everything. I'm going to upend everything. Right. Now, Trump has basically said the same thing. But now he's starting to see the same things, that Ob- the problems that Obama had. Was look, it, it doesn't really work that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you appoint certain people, Washington is a machine. It still runs a certain way. The, the, the person you appoint will have certain people underneath them, and they'll do everything in their power to railroad you, to like make it to where this is a failure or whatever, just to make you look bad. Right. Now, if he's, looking into, if he's not looking into the same barrel of monkeys, and he's just completely getting a different barrel, mm-hmm. then I think that, that's, that, that gives me optimism for the future as far as if, he can, if he's looking to do certain things and completely change certain aspects of the government, maybe he's looking in the right barrel. Yeah, and it's funny you said that. I remember seeing, I can't remember the exact statistic. Caleb, you might remember this too. The number of uh, states that are completely controlled by the Republicans. Um, I think it's, it's like in the high 20s or something. I think it's 33. 30? Yeah, they're really close to having 
complete control because you need that majority if you oh, want to pass amendments and stuff like it's this. 28. If they get 29, then, then they they're have, there. They're there. Which, by wow. the way, you can wheel and deal on one, too. I mean, that would get some like-minded people, even though you can build a coalition without having complete control if yeah. most of that work's done. And the only reason I bring that up is, I mean, we got some constitutional amendments that all we've needed is somebody to lead on. Because I can't lead on. No one's listening to me. And you can't get, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger or Bruce Springsteen or something. you got to have somebody connected with it. And Trump is the guy. He's charismatic. He's the president now. And he says and makes a pitch. Imagine this. You say, we need term limits, which he said he's going to work on. Let's go constitutional amendment. We need a balanced budget amendment. Man, this is our. This is the opportunity to get that done. Yeah. He's already facing opposition from Mitch McConnell because Mitch McConnell said term limits are dead on arrival in the Senate. Yes, but here's the problem. Mitch is not that stupid. Yeah. Has, it, he cannot be. If he is, he will lose anyways. Because, Mitch, did you see what just happened in this election? Your game's <laughs> over. You're here. Uh, be, be lucky you're here. It's like this. Almost at Donald's will at this point, and the will of the people in the alt-right that put him there. Um, they're not going to tolerate this. Can you imagine if Donald makes the play and says, are you kidding me? A term limit that you all want that I've put out there with my Republican colleagues controlling the House and Senate and Mitch McConnell is standing against it? Mitch, when you're up for re-election, you're done. Am I right, people? And he is toast. Well, you remember, Reagan faced similar things. He said he tried to get the education department uh, defunded and um, regulated back to the states, and the Republican, his Republican colleagues shut him down in Congress. But here's the yeah. only problem with that, and you're right about that, but yeah. the only problem is he also had Tip O'Neill. He had the, the the house was still run by Democrats that whole time. So Trump is going to have the same uh, the same advantage Obama had in his first two years. Yes, Republican House, Republican Senate. What but he, he also it? has a a different um, opinion out on the street and yeah. power. You know, everything's different now, and the control of those states. So in Reagan's situation. The Republicans got cover by going, well, whatever, and, you know, the Democrats were still out there. This, there's, there's no hiding from this. You're all the same party, and the people are demanding something. Man, Trump has even greater power than Obama had when he came in with mm -hmm. that. This is unprecedented. Yeah, and I just don't, I don't have any faith, really, that... I, I hate to say this, and it sounds kind of depressing, but I just don't think too much will change. Maybe it won't, but you know what? And the people, this is your opportunity. I'm telling you, this is your opportunity to get it done. If it doesn't, then hold Trump accountable, you know? Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't really know, I don't really know if I want, I don't, this situation is going to come up in the future, and with someone that we don't necessarily like. Right. There'll, there'll be another Obama that we're like, no, you know, we're freaking out who's going to And get they'll it. have the same level of setup and power. Same yeah, setup, right. yeah. So they'll be completely blue or whatever. Right. And um, I think that we'll be comforted in the fact. We'll have this little comfort to know, like, look, our government was set up a certain way. Mm -hmm. It was set up a certain way to where if someone wanted to come in and make sweeping changes to the country, hey, they can't do it. Mm -hmm. It's set up in a certain way to where it's going gonna, it's gonna to run inefficiently. I remember Obama said not so long ago, he's like, yeah, you know, I really want to, you know, we're going to push forward progress so that the government runs more proficiently. I'm like, no, I don't want that. Gridlock. Gridlock yeah, works. I, gridlock I want is good. gridlock. Exactly. Well, it, even with two years, Obama... Barely got Obamacare passed mm -hmm. those first two years with the House and the Senate, because, like you said, the system is set up. But you also to make look at the topic, though, too. Though, um, let's take term limits, and there's a lot of conservatives that have yeah. been opposed to it. But I think they're all going to go lock, stock, and barrel with Trump if Trump wants it. But it's hard to get that level of opposition um, from members of the Congress without them exposing themselves that they're just trying to keep their jobs. Yeah. They've got to come up with a great marketing term to, to sidestep it. I don't think they're. <laughs> Thank you
experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.